that is easy to make because those who do not take the path that is commended to them live a wretched life. To walk far on this path may be difficult, but the choice is easy, and to hear the celebration of this path is pleasant. Wisdom offers simple schemes, but truth is not so simple. Not all simplicity is wise, but a wealth of possibilities breeds dread. Hence, those who speak of many possibilities speak to the few, and are of help to even fewer. The wise offer only two ways, of which one is good, and thus help many. Mundus volt decipi. The world wants to be deceived. The truth is too complex and frightening. The taste for the truth is an acquired taste that few acquire. Not all deceptions are palatable. Untruths are too easy to come by, too quickly exploded, too cheap and ephemeral to give lasting comfort. Mundus volt decipi. But there is a hierarchy of deceptions. Near the bottom of the ladder is journalism, a steady stream of irresponsible distortions that most people find refreshing, although on the morning after, or at least within a week, it will be stale and flat. On a higher level we find fictions that men eagerly believe, regardless of the evidence, because they gratify some wish. Near the top of the ladder we encounter curious mixtures of untruth and truth that exert a lasting fascination on the intellectual community. What cannot, on the face of it, be wholly true, although it is plain that there is some truth in it, evokes more discussion and dispute, divergent exegeses and attempts at emendations than what has been stated very carefully, without exaggeration or one-sidedness. The book of Proverbs is boring compared to the Sermon on the Mount. The good way must be clearly good, but not wholly clear. If it is quite clear, it is too easy to reject. What is wanted is an oversimplification, a reduction of a multitude of possibilities to only two. But if the recommended path were utterly devoid of mystery, it would cease to fascinate men. Since it clearly should be chosen, nothing would remain but to proceed on it. There would be nothing left to discuss and interpret, to lecture and write about, to admire and merely think about. The world exacts a price for calling teachers wise. It keeps discussing the paths they recommend, but few men follow them. The wise give men endless opportunities to discuss what is good. Men's attitudes are manifold. Some live in a strange world bounded by a path from which countless ways lead inside. If there were road signs, all of them might bear the same inscription, I, I. Those who dwell inside have no consuming interest. They are not devoted to possessions, even if they prize some. Not to people, even if they like some. Not to any project, even if they have some. Things are something that they speak of. Persons have the great advantage that one cannot only talk of them, but also to, or rather, at them. But the Lord of every sentence is no man but I. 
projects can be entertained without complete devotion, spoken of, and put on like a suit or dress before a mirror. When you speak to men of this type, they quite often do not hear you, and they never hear you as another I. You are not an object for men like this, not a thing to be used or experienced, nor an object of interest or fascination. The point is not at all that you are found interesting or fascinating instead of being seen as a fellow I. The shock is rather that you are not found interesting or fascinating at all. You are not recognized as an object any more than as a subject. You are accepted, if at all, as one to be spoken at and spoken of. But when you are spoken of, the Lord of every story will be I. Men's attitudes are manifold.